It's Hockey Prospect Radio brought to you by Fractal Hockey Consulting through an integrated series of best business practices. They design solutions for hockey operations and business operations. I'm speaking with Dennis Holland, scout for the Dallas Stars, about some prospects in their system. Want to get your thoughts on Maverick Bork? I thought he had a fantastic rookie season in the American Hockey League. That's a, we talk about the transition, and I thought he like hit it out of the park. You know, if you get 47 points in 70 games in the American League as a rookie, you know, and then you get 25 points, or no, you got uh, four points in eight games in the playoffs as a rookie, that's impressive to me. Like, that is really impressive. Because sometimes I think we forget how good the American League is. Like, I think sometimes we just get caught watching junior and we watch a- the NHL and we for- sort of forget about the American League. Um, you guys must be thrilled about the exp- exponential growth of him as a player and his maturity as a young man. Well, we really are. We're, we're excited that uh, he's now starting his pro uh, pro journey here, uh, coming out of the, the you know Memorial Cup and, and uh, everything he did in the Quebec Hockey League the, the last couple of years. Um, you know, we were excited to get him him going and, and getting get his game uh, in, in pro ready. Um, but yeah, I think we we felt like he he kind of got uh, tiptoed a little bit early into uh, this pro uh, season last year till about Christmas, and then all of a sudden the, the light came on, and I think he just said, you know what, I I can I can play here and I can be productive and I can I can play with these guys, and he was excellent. He was one of the the best uh, young players I think in the American Hockey League that second half, and uh, you know I think he's only getting better. I think one thing that uh, excites us is we talk about his offensive game and and what he can bring and his vision and and all that his defensive game is is just taking leaps and bounds i I know they're talking about uh you know him penalty killing now and and his attention to detail defensively is so solid uh, for a young guy um you know his his 200 foot game is really i think uh developing nicely he's going to be a guy that uh you can slot and play at uh, lots of different uh, situations and 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 with different players and 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 be productive. It's so one of the things I noticed him with him in the queue is I watched his five on five play. I actually didn't even bother to look at his power play time. It was just because I find it's easier for me to figure out which players can actually play on a power play at the NHL level and penalty kill at the NHL level based on what they do five on five. And I thought even though in the queue where he doesn't have to do play a lot of defense that as he, you know, progressed and got, especially in his last year, I thought that those details of his game were more pronounced because he was forced in those positions of having to go head to head against the other team's best lines. It really did help him. I think that, uh, that playoff run at his last year uh, to the, to the run to the Memorial cup really, like you said, uh, taught him, you know, how to compete against the best, um, you know, he, uh, he takes, a, he takes pride uh, as much away from the puck as he does when he has the puck, uh, elite vision, uh, great poise, uh, hockey presence uh, when offensively. But uh, like I said, I, I think uh, a lot of times these young guys, you know, don't think of that, uh, that other end of the other rink and, and went away from the puck. But uh, I, I tell you, he's a very mature player, uh, for, for what he does uh, offensively in, in his own zone, too. Interested to get your thoughts on Antonio Stranges. Now, 
last year was his first year pro hockey uh, split between Idaho and Texas, uh, you know, some games in there. And, you know, obviously I think offensively he handled both situations, but once again, it's about adapting to the American hockey league and pro hockey and how much of that game is, how often you realize when you get there is you never, you don't have the puck anymore. It's not like you're in the Ontario hockey league with your London Knights and you're a top end player and you have the puck all the time and you're playing against 16 and 17, 18 year old kids as a 19 year old. Now you're playing against men and you rarely have the puck. So what are you doing? What do you do? Like, how can you be effective? So how much of the, you thought was that is just transitioning very similar to what Maverick had to do, like kind of like before Christmas, trying to figure out his way. Wait a minute. How do I, how do I play at this speed and pace and size and, you know, tenacity and how, where do I fit? How do I adjust my game and adapt my game? Cause how many times have we seen players that are really good in the CHL and our top end players have to like end up being becoming third line players in the American league and that adjustment sometimes is just hard for them to handle mentally. Well, it, it really is. And I think we all knew uh, going in that there was going to be some bumps in the road for him uh, his first year, you know, playing pro. And and, and I, like you said, it, it really is just that transition from I have the puck the whole game to there's really a lot of good players at the American Hockey League level that are a little bigger, bigger, stronger than I'm used to. How can I be productive away from the puck? How do I learn to play defense a little bit and still not, you know, lose my offensive creativity and, and that? So, like I said, I, he, 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 you know, they, they always take a step back to take a step forward. I think a lot of these young offensive players, I, I know uh, Antonio did also. Uh, I know he went down to the East Coast Hockey League, was a pro uh, put his work boots on and, you know, was working on his craft. It, it's, it's your job now. It's your, your livelihood. Uh, and I, you know, we were, were very pleased. He came up at the end of the year, um, forced the coaching staff to put him in the lineup at the end of the year and into the playoffs. So, um, you know, all in all, if you look at the, the, the whole, you know, spectrum of that year, it was a great learning experience for him. He came back uh, more mature and understanding of what the, the program was all about. And I mean, we, we have a, a, an influx of, of young players into the American hockey league this year. Uh, you know, uh, Kyle McDonald and, and Chase Wheatcroft, who we signed as free agents and Seminoff and a Curry, a Curry comes in. And so these Bloomles, uh, you know, the, these young guys that now were first year guys are going to have to be, you know, going to step up and have, and have bigger roles. Antonio is going to have to do the same. He's going to have to be a little more consistent and, 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 uh, you know, show that, uh, that he deserves to play at that level. And then, and then you work on, uh, you know, showing the NHL people that uh, you're ready for that level. How much of it was, he was just trying to form habits at a pro level so that, you know, once he got through the ECHL and got called up and forced his way into the lineup and played into the playoffs because coaches don't like playing players who make mistakes, particularly in the playoffs. How much did that help in terms of this is what I need to do every day. I just have to be consistent because I can get away with it in junior. I just can't get away with it here. I, I think that that is exactly it. I mean, I think, you know, you, you, you watch some of his highlight film uh, plays from the Ontario Hockey League, you know, the toe drags through the the neutral zone and beating those ones are, are, are great for the highlight film and, and, and such, but 
you don't see those ones that get, you know, poked off your stick and the puck goes the other way at the pro level. So there's a little better, you know, he had to learn more puck management within the style of his game. Love his creativity, love his, you know, skating element to his game. There were so many things that we we loved when we drafted him that he needs to blend those elements into being a little more consistent, uh, you know, puck management wise, a little more uh, reliable defensively so he can get on the ice to do those opportunities. So, you know, the coaching staff's excited to, uh, you know, see where he can get to where, where those, you know, those, you know, those American league coaches can mold his game to where uh, one day when the phone rings, you know, who's ready to, for, for, for a game in the NHL, it, it'll be, uh, you know, one of those guys, uh, him or, you know, Maverick Bork or the Stan Covens of the world um, that, uh, you know, it, it, it's a great uh, thing to have when we have some depth and there's some competition at the lower level to say, Hey, I'm ready. No, I'm ready. Uh, you know, you have, your, your organization is strong when, when you got a, you know, more than one, you know, opportunity to call somebody up. Well, Dennis, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. Really appreciate the insight of your prospects and look forward to seeing you down the road. Thanks, Shane. You too. Nice to see you. We'll see you at the rink one day. That's Dennis Holland from the Dallas Stars. We're going to take a short break, uh, prepare for hour two. We will connect with Patrick Williams, HO correspondent, to talk about some American League prospects, as well as Mike McMahon, college hockey insider, discussing some college hockey prospects, as well as Pat Malloy for some player development discussion. And, of course, Dr. Kevin Willis will come by and talk about the mental side of the game right after these important messages.